Welcome to Coffee and Combos. In this week's episode, we discuss marriage again. So grab your cup of coffee and join us around the table on the one where we say I do, part two. What is up? Welcome to Coffee and Convos. I'm your host, Becca, and tonight I'm joined with my amazing husband, Josh. So Josh, how are you today? I am doing awesome. It is a really good week. Uh, Besides all the madness of work, we thought we were going to slow down and be like, oh, we can take a breather and recover. And then, no, groups decided (laughs) they wanted to check in and people got their stimulus checks and decided... What better place to stay than the Best Western Ocala? So, uh, no, but in all seriousness, it's been really cool. Um, For the last couple weeks, I've started hiking. And so my Tuesdays are kind of uh, my hike day. And uh, it's just been a fun experience to get out in the wilderness and uh, explore new places. Um, You know, Florida, I, I just like living here all my life. I guess anytime you live somewhere, your entire life, you kind of take those things for granted. And like, I don't know, I, I was walking the other day and I realized like, and Florida actually is a really beautiful place. Like, yeah, it's not the mountains of like North Georgia or whatever, but I don't know. There's just like a beauty, a majesty to it in its own regard. And so, um, hiking has really allowed me to like, I don't know, see Florida in a new light and just experience new things. And so, it's been fun, relaxing. It's, um, you know, coffee shops, I think, will always be my number one, like, go-to place to rest and just kind of uh, rejuvenate myself. But hiking definitely has become a new outlet for me and just that sense of, like, I don't know, clearing my mind from all the clutter and busyness of work and, and just life. And um, so it's been good. How about you? Yeah, it's been a really great week. Um, our company is going to be hosting a conference soon, um, which is a big portion of it is, is happening in like our department. So <clears throat> I create all the collateral and print and essentially the look for the event. Um, and so it's just super, super busy um, in a great way. I love doing all this kind of stuff. So, um, but it's been really fun and solid and it's crunch time now. So just getting all that last minute stuff, getting things from people to reformat and, you know, get everything set up, but I'm really excited. And, um, it's one of our favorite times of the year. And so because of COVID, we, well, because of COVID and we were kind of switching the way we were doing some things for the conference, we didn't have a conference last year. Um, even though it feels like we did, um, where, so we're like super, super pumped, um, since we haven't done this since 2019 and I think it's going to be really cool. We have some really fun stuff in store uh, for our people. And hopefully it's a good day for our people to come and have fun and, you know, sort of um, sort of rest in what they know and what they're doing and sort of get pumped back up for going back to the properties and continuing to do what they do so well, which is positively impact. And um, so, yeah, it's been just a really cool week. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. Um, tonight we are drinking uh, some new coffee. So if you have been listening for any length of time, um, you know, we love coffee. It's in our name and uh, we love trying new coffees. 
Um, we talked uh, in an earlier podcast, uh, Midweek Coffee. We did an entire episode on the coffee subscription by Trade. So we um, got a new coffee in from Trade this week. Uh, it's from a well-known roaster in Miami called Panther Coffee. Um, so if you are in the coffee scene, you know Panther very well. They're a well-known roaster. Um, really awesome coffee. I had the chance uh, like four years ago to visit Panther um, right in uh, the Wynwood District in Miami. And just a really neat shop. Uh, very artsy. And um, this one is a Columbia, which Columbia coffees are some of my favorite. I think Colombian and probably Ethiopian are my two favorite origins. And uh, this one, the flavor notes are cherry, citrus, milk chocolate, um, and a sweet kind of silky flavor, as they say. I don't know what sweet silky is, but okay, cool. <laughs> um, it's a washed, which is also one of my favorite types of coffee. Um, the wash processing is definitely better because it preserves a lot of the flavor notes that coffee naturally gathers um, through its uh, process. And so... Uh, definitely a great one. Um, I would get it again. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was super delicious when we had it today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had full flavor all the way through. Um, I noticed as it cooled, I did a V60, and um, it definitely got a little bit brighter towards the end of it. Um, so I'm a fan of bright coffee. I don't really like the super, super dark roast. I'm not a fan of those. So this coffee is definitely... Up my alley, so I would encourage you. Um, you know, we we put it in the show notes every single week because um, we want you guys to take advantage of it. But um, we'll do it in this week's episode as well. If you click the show notes, and you'll see a little link that says "Want Free Coffee." If you click it, um, Trade Coffee is amazing. You can literally get two bags of coffee completely free, no shipping costs. That's the beautiful thing about Trade, and um, and free shipping literally your entire subscription. But free two bags of coffee. And if you decide, ah, oh, I really like this, you can continue the script, uh, subscription or you can cancel any time. Um, so who doesn't love free coffee? Go check that out. Get your free coffee. Um, also, I had a friend the other day. Um, we were just sharing like our thoughts on trade. And uh, he was like, you know, one of the things I really like about it is that you can like organize your next shipment. Like you can choose which coffees you want. I mean, there's so many different ones to choose from and price points. Um, what I found is... If you can find the ones that are fourteen seventy five, there's a discount when you get two. I think it's a fifteen percent off, which basically makes it come down to twenty five dollars for two bags of coffee, free shipping. I mean, you cannot beat that, yeah. and it's lasted us a while. I think yeah. we're actually going to push a shipment back because we're still trying to drink um, some of the coffee that we had before. So. Uh, definitely go check that out in the show notes. And uh, if you are a new listener, welcome. We're so excited you're here. Make sure you um, hit that subscribe button or follow if you're listening via Spotify. Leave us a comment, a rating. And uh, if you aren't already, go follow us on Instagram. We post new content on there and just share some uh, kind of funny behind-the-scenes bloopers and different things like that. So go check that out um, if, you, if you haven't already. But we wanted to spend two weeks uh, talking on the subject of marriage because mm -hmm. I think marriage deserves two weeks. There's a <laughs> lot to unpack and talk mm -hmm. through. And so last week we you know, kind of opened this subject up on the one where we say I do and just gave some thoughts on myths, lies, things that I think in Western culture we believe about marriage and then kind of revealed some truth 
um, about those. And so this week, we want to jump back in and just kind of continue um, the conversation. And so I just want to hit this lie um, and kind of share some truth on it. And then I'll let Becca share um, her thoughts and we'll just keep the ball rolling. Um, One of the biggest lies, I think, especially more so men, um, maybe maybe women, maybe there's like a small segment of women, but I know for a lot of guys, their love language is touch. And I've heard so many times, time and time again, I'll you know sit down with a guy or counsel with someone, and the first thing that comes out of their mouth is is this um, when they're especially whenever there's a struggle in the marriage, they'll say, "Man, I thought you know getting married w- would solve like my lust issue," um, and you know because I can have sex all the time with my wife, and then they realize like yet again, porn is this fantasy world. Um, what you see on TV is a fantasy world. You know, I I don't know many women that just want to have sex 24-7, right? <laughs> like, come on. It's just not realistic. And so there's this, I think, lie we believe a lot of times that when we get married, that that is the case. That, oh, man, she'll just pleasure me whenever, you know, or he'll pleasure me whenever he, you know, wants to. Um, and I need it. And though there is some validity to it, I think that there's this natural inclination to want to please your partner. There's also this lie that we've believed. And also, I think the lie has covered up like the lust issue that a lot of guys and um, girls struggle with, that if they just have enough sex, that it'll just magically go away. Mm-hmm. And that's just not real. Like, mm-hmm. it's not truth. Um, you know, the truth of the matter is, that, yeah, marriage is amazing because you can have sex, right? It is uh, completely, totally awesome to have sex in marriage. Um, you're under covenant, like, so you're not outside of, you know, wedlock, none of that kind of stuff. Like, you're in covenant with God. Um, and there's that aspect of it. But I think this idea of, like, well, she's just pretty much like my, you know, pleasure bot whenever I want it. It's just not real. Like, that's such a lie. It's such a myth. And honestly, I feel like it's even degrading mm-hmm. to a sense for the partner because it's like there's so much more. And, and we got into this a little bit last week, um, diving in a little bit into the idea of like really get to know your partner more than just the physical attraction. Because if it's just the physical attraction, um, oftentimes Hello, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mm. end. Right, that's not always going to be the case. There's going to be the the times where you know your spouse has had a really hard day and they just don't want to put out, or maybe like you know it's just not like the right time. And so I just feel like if you hang up like all your all your stuff on the idea of well she's just going to pleasure me whenever she you know or you know he's going to pleasure me whenever I want it and need it we get disappointed and then that leads to fights and oftentimes a lot of couples can't recover. Well, and it's just, it's that, it's that selfish mentality of it's like just to please me. And I like the, I love that you hit like on how to hard day and stuff. And so like, yes, there is a point where it's like, okay, I know that this is important to my husband or my wife. And so like, yes, I want to have like, I want to have sex with him because I want to fill that, 
that need and that desire and make them feel loved. But there's also that, like, there needs to be mutual respect. Read a yeah. room. Like, if yeah. your your spouse is super stressed out or struggling with something or has a ton of things on their mind, guess what? They probably don't want to have sex. There's this thing I heard, and it's so true. It's It's men have sex to relieve stress, but for women, like, you need to relieve stress for them to have sex. And it's just true. <laughs> wow, so true. Like, so if true. we have a lot of things on our mind, like, as women, like, no, you trying to get sex from me is so not what I need. No. Because we have just minds that continue to, like, go and churn. And so it's, it's, um, and for men, it's just like, well, they're like, well, let's have sex. Like, I can, like, I mean, a lot of times you guys can kind of stop what you're you're thinking because it helps you relieve stress. Like, right. legitimately, I think, like, health-wise, I think it does. And so... It's just very different. And so, you know, if Josh is trying, I have a lot of things on my mind. Well, then I want him to talk to me, talk through things that are on my mind. What am I stressed about? What am I struggling about? Like, if he eases those things, well, he's more prone to get what he would like in the end because he's put in the work to care about my well-being and my mental health and all of those things so that I can actually focus on being interested in what's about to happen and be intimate with him and not be like oh i'm just doing this but my mind's a hundred other places like because that's not fun for anyone either and that doesn't show him honor and so it's a mutual like it's a mutual thing that you kind of have to be unselfish about um so that's not like for every time but like read a room you know if it's not the right time well then (laughs) stop trying like maybe try another night or whatever or put in that work so that maybe that tomorrow like you can and like the other person will be interested in it because you don't want it to be one-sided um i mean josh and i've had plenty of times where we're just like listen like i love you and i'm happy to do it but i'm just letting you know like it's not going to be what it could be or like I'm not just not all there. And for the most part, neither one of us really want that. So we appreciate the honesty and it's like, okay, well, we'll just wait another night or we'll just wait till whatever. Um, because for us to both be engaged and both feel like we can be intimate in that, um, then we both want to be on the kind of the same page yeah, and not, not lacking because that's just not fun. <laughs> no, no. And, it, and I think... Not satisfying, you know? Th- that miscommunication, you know, and not reading, like you said, reading the room, reading the person, and just feeling where they're at. Like, guys, like, yeah, you might have had a long day, and, like, for you, you just want to get home and, you know, have your lady, like, pleasure you, because maybe that relieves stress, but maybe she also had a long day. Yeah. Or vice versa. And, and so... I think like reading the person and understanding where they're at is is crucial. It's key um, to success in 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 the long term. Uh, and I long think haul. having like just open communication in the sense of like um, being okay with whatever your spouse's answer is, and yeah. not like allowing it not to guilting them, not guilting, and not allowing it to turn into like now you're insecure as if you feel like something's wrong with you that they don't like they're not just like automatically in the mood, right? Um, because that's just not fair, right? And that's most most likely just not true. Right. Like there are so many other things that can come to play um, that don't reflect you. For instance, like when after we had Jude. I really struggled just with the, like the, I like not the idea of it, but just like I struggled, um, I think emotionally to be in the mood and, um, it was just super weird. Like I totally had, um, I think I went through like postpartum depression and so, um, but it took a toll in the sense of there were points where Josh felt like 
I just wasn't interested in him. And that obviously was not the case. Um, But we had to have really open communication and feel safe enough to, like, talk about it. And, like, for me to feel safe enough to say, like, hey, it's not you. Like, I'm going through stuff and I'm struggling and I want to give you the most, but I literally can't right now. And I need you to be in a place where you can understand and support me in that. Um, And he was, thankfully, because, man, we've worked on communication like no one's business in our marriage. But, um, But, yeah, so I just... Sort of hang hang your pride at the door um, yeah. with with communication, um, and allow yourself to just be humble and understanding and just kind. Because the moment you react or um, put a wall up, well, then your spouse isn't going to feel safe to share anymore, and that's that's when the real issue begins. When it becomes um, an environment that doesn't feel safe yeah. to talk anymore about and share feelings and, and stuff like that. So that's just something you kind of want to be careful about. Um, and we've, we've messed up plenty of times. We've put walls up, we've yeah. gotten hurt. We've allowed pride to enter. And then guess what? Now we're in a fight. Um, but thankfully we've always been able to come to the place where, you know, I can say, or, he, you know, he could say like, Hey, you reacted and um, like you asked me what was wrong and then you reacted at it. And now like, I don't feel safe to talk about this because, you know, your reaction hurt me and I tried to be open and vice versa because we've had that because I am one to close up um, in a fight. And so it's just allowing that space, allowing that communication um, that really I just feel like that's such a turning point. I know we hit a lot about communication last episode, but. Man, I think it's just rooted in everything in marriage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't let don't let insecurities, you know, flood the gates of your thoughts and, and yeah. mind just because someone might not be in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think another lie that we believe a lot of times, um, and and this one yet again, a lot of what we're talking about from last week and this week, it, honestly, the the root of it is communication. I think when you have healthy communication, and that is something you will always work at. It's not a (laughs) one-done deal. Um, But something that, uh, like I've seen, you know, and just growing up and and my family dynamic and then watching other young couples is this preconceived notion of the role and duties of a spouse. Mm -hmm. So here's what I mean. Um, If I... When, and I didn't have this assumption, so it, it really saved us, um, I think, a lot of fights and a lot of, like, ugly moments. But a lot of guys, and I'm just speaking to the guys right now because I, I feel like this is a lot of times the idea, is that when you marry a woman, she is in charge solely of the house duties. Meaning cooking, <laughs> laundry, taking care of the kids, making sure the house is clean making sure you got some underwear that are clean. So there's this idea in culture because we watch movies and TV that the wife is like this little house maid that just goes around and magically makes everything happen. And yeah, maybe that was like the 1930s, but we're in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, we're living in an age in which roles are not the same. That doesn't mean that traditional roles cannot work. So I'm not downing traditional roles. There is some women that they feel that is their duty and responsibility, and they take great pride in that. And I think that's honorable. Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing. And I don't say stop doing it. 
All I'm saying is when you go into a marriage with the preconceived notion and vice versa, maybe the wife thinks, oh, well, the man is the only one who's supposed to provide. I can just sit my tail at home. Uh, No, honey, boo-boo, get your butt up. Go get you a job uh, because you are just as much as a provider for this house. And for us, like we went into our marriage with the idea of like, it is a 50-50 role, Mm -hmm. meaning that there's some nights where I get home and I'm going to cook dinner and I'm going to get Jude ready for bed. And and then there's plenty of nights where Becca does the same exact thing. Even cleaning the house, we both take turns or um, we work together at making sure that things are accomplished and done. And so I think when you go into it with that idea, and this goes into like everything, like mm-hmm. this goes into finances, this goes into um, – Who's going to pick the kids up today? This goes in. I mean, every single little detail. If you don't go into it with a 50-50 mindset and you're like, eh, nah, I'm going to, you know, as the man, I'm going to come back and just kind of relax down 20% and just allow her to do, you know, the majority of the work. It's just not going to work because you put this unneeded pressure on the spouse that creates friction. It creates frustration. And then this is what happens Every single time there's going to be this breaking point where the person's like, I've had it. Like, why don't you ever help me cook? Why don't you ever help me clean? Because here's the deal. If if you are like one of those, uh, whether you're a dad, you know, or a mom who maybe is a stay at home person, that is a big job and responsibility. <laughs> I mean, honestly, sometimes I feel like Take it's, it's bigger you. than than working a regular job. Yeah. I mean, keeping a house clean, y'all. Oh, God, with kids. Jesus. Three seconds. The oh. house is a mess again. Yeah, and talk about how much they need you, little snotty nose cells always <laughs> running up on you. Yeah. Mama, 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 daddy. Yeah, so for like any men who listen out here, if you're the one who's working and she's at home, you come home and make dinner too sometimes. You yes. Know? Like, yes. Yes, I do feel like if I was if I was home, I don't work at home, if I was home, then yes, primarily those would be my roles because that would be my contribution to the household. Right. Like it would be not good if I'm just here and the house is a wreck and like all the time and nothing's ever cooked. Yeah. Are there days where dinner might not be cooked and the house is a mess? Yeah. Because guess what? Days are tough and kids are crazy and sometimes you just don't know what you have. You know, you could wake up and your kid's throwing up all day. So mm-hmm. you know what? No, the darn house isn't getting clean. Right. End of story. But stuff like that. But for the most part, that would be, that's your contribution and you chose that and that's awesome. Right. That may, but it does not mean that it is not hard. And that does no. not mean that husband can come home and just relax or whatever. Like husband, come home, help with the kids. <laughs> yeah. And like the Give mom up that you know especially um i mean i hear a lot from both sides but from guys it's like well i don't know how to cook all i know how to do is grill and it's like it's like listen like learn like stop making excuses of like there's a beautiful beautiful technology called youtube you can learn everything you want on youtube it's not like a girl just like wakes up and knows how to cook right like josh is definitely the better cook out of us too um out you know out of us and and i'm fine with that first of all and but but like i know that he loves to try new things and so like as i've been cooking i'm trying (laughs) to step out of my comfort zone and cook more than just the basic things (laughs) even though that's what i like to do um once it gets too many like too many instructions i start to like 
panic and I don't know how to do things well. And so, um, but it's just, it just works. So like, if we're going to have a crazy meal that has like a hundred instructions, guess what? Josh is probably making it yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. If we're going to have a more basic meal, well then sure. I am happy to help, um, to help cook, but agreed. You know, I remember telling Josh when we got married, um, that I just, you know, my parents are really cool. I just, um, they, they've been married, my gosh, for like 43 or 44. Yeah. Plus years. And, um, they're just best friends and they've, they've always been best friends and they both share like the, it, it wasn't always that way. Like, yeah, like one did primarily more of something and the other one did primarily more of the other. But as the years have gone on, they've started to like mesh what they do and their roles have sort of changed and it's totally cool. Like it's, there's not like a, Oh, well I'm supposed to do this. Like they've just like, as times happened, if you know, my dad's retired and my mom still works. And so, yeah, my dad does most of the grocery shopping and cooking and all that stuff, like making sure things are done in the house. Um, and so it's been really cool to just watch that transition happen. So, um, so seamlessly. And so I, you know, I just remember telling Josh, like, that's what I've grown up with. Like I've grown up with watching my parents be best friends and date each other and be helpful and take care of each other and just do whatever needed to get done. Like it just wasn't a, like, this is this role and that's it. Um, and I loved that. And I told him, I was like, if you think that I'm going to come home and just like stay at home and clean or do all that stuff, like that's just not me. Right. There are plenty of other women who are like that and that's totally fine, but that's not my heart. Like I love to work. I love my job. Um, if it ever came to a time to stay at home, then yeah, I could do it. But my gosh, I don't know if I could. <laughs> like, like I said, that's a tough job. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I got <laughs> what it takes. Um, I think I'd rather go to work because uh, <laughs> it's just insane. Um, but yeah, so it's just, that's a great, I love that you brought that up. I, th- I feel like that's such a good, like a lie um, that people kind of tend to follow or maybe not even meaning to. It's probably something they've seen or grown yeah. up with. Um, that's good. So those kind of conversations, like before you get married or, you know, even now if you're married and you haven't had that conversation, I think that's really good. And we also did that when we were going to have Jude. Yeah. We talked about expectations yeah. and what we expected when we came home Yet from again, the hospital. Yet again, the expectation that, you know, the mother is going to do everything because, you know, she's the one who, after all, carried him. And if that wasn't hard enough work, now there's this expectation that she's supposed to be the only parent. <laughs> and it's like... No, husbands, listen, uh, your duty as the husband is to not just provide money and go off to work every day with your cup of coffee. Your job is to uh, provide emotional support, to provide physical support, which means lending a helping hand in the house. And and that's just something I, I wish people could understand that, yeah, like the mom is the loving caretaker um, who provides that atmosphere of love in the home, but so is the dad. So is the dad. Like, so is the so dad. So vital. Like, They're, stop you know, being seeing, so cold and like, ah. Oh. Yeah, or like just being the aggressive one in the relationship all the time. Like, man, like just today, jo- uh, Josh was putting Jude down for, you know, his his bedtime. And um, I mean, he just was being silly with Jude. And Jude is just laughing and laughing and laughing. Like, he can't even breathe. He's laughing so hard. 
And I just love that. That's not something that I had to go tell Josh. Josh, can you go in there and just be with your kid? Yeah. Like, can you go spend time with him? But there's a lot of relationships where that is. There are is. a lot of relationships yeah. where it's just like, oh, if you want to spend time with dad, then you need to go sit on the couch and watch TV with him. Right. Or whatever. You have to do whatever daddy's doing instead of it being like, no, dad, like, go spend time with your kid doing something he yeah, wants to like, do. And, like, get into his world. Like, I remember the other night, and this isn't, like, to toot my horn, not even a little bit, but it just gave me, like, this realization. Jude had came out into the living room. And he had his fire truck with him that he likes to roll around. And so Mama was sleeping on the couch and he just brought it and sat it down. And I was watching TV and he just starts rolling it and making sounds and just being cute. And I don't know, something in me was just like get down there to like his level and play with him with it. Like I remember as a kid, like I think all of us have these like just amazing imaginations and we could sit on the floor for hours with a truck and make this whole imaginary world. And so in a moment, like that imaginary world came back to me and like, I'm just sitting there playing and he's having a great time and, and we're just enjoying this moment. And so, yeah, like dads, I get it. Like you have a, a schedule that's hectic, you know, you have your own world and, and stuff like that. But sometimes all your kids need, and honestly, all that your wife needs is for you just to hop down into their world and to understand who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think, like, you're going to get so much longevity and your kids are going to, like, so be so grateful that you're being that kind of caretaker. Whether and, and that goes for moms, too. Moms, listen, if you're, like, a corporate mom and you have this great job, um, your kids need you just as much as they need dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's something that, like, to encourage you, like, if it's something that you struggle with, you know, I, we, you know, God, Josh and I get it. Like, we come home and we are exhausted from our days, but it's just like getting those moments, those little glimpses of just like hanging out and like playing and watching him learn and laugh and like that oh, stuff fills us up and it gives you energy and it's just like. You never want it to end um, yeah. instead of just being like, you know, laying on the couch watching TV because we get it because we, we do that too sometimes. So it's just like, you know, there's there's to be a balance. But um, but it's just, yeah, it's just the best. And it you end up gaining so much out of it yeah. when you give of yourself um, to make things better. I yeah. think just for your family and for you and to be emotionally attached and yeah. – um, and go out of your way physically to support. Um, yeah, I really do think, I believe that it it benefits you so much when you yeah. take that extra step and and are just selfless. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, I think we'll, we'll probably call it uh, kind of quits there. Um, just we don't want to go too, too much longer. But hopefully these last two episodes have been really enlightening for you. You know, we, we said it in episode one, even if you're in the stage of life right now where you're single or you're dating, you're maybe not in that married phase, hopefully go back, take some principles. I mean, here's the reality. We don't know everything. We are still young <laughs> married. So like, don't look at us as like these sages who know everything. I just think we have walked through some trials, some difficulties, and also just had some great mentors pour into us and give us some sound wisdom. And so... 
Um, I always say, you know, uh, chew it up, whatever's good, swallow, whatever's not good, spit it out. Right. So, and just um, know, like walk in this and don't feel like, Oh man, there's so many things I need to work on. Yeah. Just know like right where you are, like you're a good husband and you're a good wife or a mom or dad or whatever it might be that you are boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, like you are good where you are continue to take things and grow each take each day um take a step each day try to get better uh because that's really all we can do and trust me that's what josh and i do (laughs) there are many days that we don't do things right you know um but every day we try to wake up and do a little bit better than we did yesterday yeah well love you guys so much thank you for joining us around the table and we can't wait to do it again next friday we will see you then love you see you then